You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome in to the Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Twitter's at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you any where you go. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Build it to last. Uh, protects against rot, fungal decay. If you go to yellowwood.com, put your zip code in there. You'll be able to find the dealer that is closest to you. So go purchase some pressure treated pine from Great Southern. We've got Joe Gaither behind the glass answering the phone, uh, getting us in and out of the breaks. And we'll also have Joe chiming in with us, but we'll get this morning started with Dad. Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, doing okay, Barry. Uh, very quickly, the uh, games last night. Alabama lost, uh, of course, uh, to the Tennessee team that, uh, without James, doesn't shoot it very well. Uh, they're, they are they got sixty eight fifty nine over Alabama. Alabama turned it over uh, about nineteen times, something like that. And uh, I thought. Uh, I thought Crandley had a very, very poor night. He had six turnovers, I believe it was. So he didn't play very well. But anyway, uh, Tennessee hung in there at, at the poor shooting in the first half. Tennessee's going to have to get some fast break baskets. They got some offensive boards and putbacks last night that, that did a good job. Ziegler and Scobie were, you know, each each had four four threes. Uh, uh, not four threes, but they, three threes apiece. And um, so... Uh, Alabama uh, got inside for seventeen twos and and uh, with with uh, rebounds and so forth and, and uh, Tennessee had twenty three so a little bit closer game than the score indicated it was not a, it was a rough and tough and tumbled kind of game uh, Tennessee is to me is is uh, going to struggle a little bit Tennessee uh, Alabama is going to be okay I think they, they had a, certainly had a bad game last night. But uh, Texas A&M came back and won against Arkansas last night to put them, you know, in with a, with with just two losses. And Alabama has the one. Um, Kentucky uh, had to fight like the Dickens. Uh, had a missed travel call uh, against Kentucky in the in that game that was very costly. And um, uh, our, our Kentucky gets by. Uh, Mississippi State by about three points at uh, at at Starkville, and then Florida pretty much manhandled Kermit Davis's team at Ole Miss. So we're down to it now with um, Alabama still in the lead, having just lost the one game. We'll see where that. Yeah, I'd, uh, Tennessee, uh, and I don't <clears throat> I don't know that every team can play like that. That's not your DNA. They're they're a physical basketball team and I think those are the type of teams that hurt Alabama teams that can defend you and they're very physical now you're not just going to wake up one day and say we're playing Alabama let's be physical uh, you have to uh, do that 
day in and day out, and that has to be uh, the identity of your program. But I do think the blueprint there is that is how to beat Alabama. Um, you know, they don't really love physical play. They seem to turn it over a little bit more when when teams get after you. So did we see the blueprint of what kind of team you don't want to see in the NCAA tournament last night? Well, we may have a little bit to some degree. We certainly got to handle the basketball. They have, certainly have to handle the basketball a little bit better and, and be on top of things. Keaton, uh, uh, Sears didn't have a very good night, and, and uh, certainly uh, for Miller, uh, you know, he, I think he got fifteen, I believe it was, but uh, he didn't have the kind of night he generally has. Um, they played a lot of people uh, trying to find uh, Griffiths. The kid did not score at all. Played eleven minutes. Um, so I think, I think physicality will will be a, a, an effect. That's what you're going to you're going to play because you're going to you're going to go into the game bowing up as much as you possibly can on two things: one, defending the three, and number two, rebounding. And if you rebound the basketball you know, on both ends, the thing about Tennessee is that they rebound it, but they don't get they don't get a lot of cheap baskets off the break. Their cheap baskets come from offensive rebounds. I think the great big kid that they have. Is as good or better than the one that played good last night, uh, because he uses the glass so well. And scores in there didn't play that much last night. So basketball is the way it is, and we'll see what happens the rest of the way. But um, it's going to be interesting to see if A and M can keep up there. They were down in the entire game uh, last night until a little bit late uh, against Arkansas. Arkansas, uh, the black kid who has been injured did not play. Um, so he is, you know, keeps saying he's going to play. Arkansas is, a, as Barry and I have talked about, uh, you know, a borderline NCAA team. They may make it, they may not. Uh, as I look at the remainder of Texas a schedule, uh, I do think, you know, <clears throat> losing last night will keep Alabama's players' attention because the, the it is a real possibility sure. to – uh, not win the regular season title. Although I think the schedules favor uh, Alabama. I, you know, I would think this Saturday would be a tough game for Texas A&M. They got to go to Missouri yep. uh, this weekend. So if you're an Alabama fan, look at that. And then they turn around after playing Missouri on Tuesday night, and they got Tennessee yeah. at home. Then at Mississippi State at Ole Miss, um, which will be difficult. And then obviously Alabama to finish up the season. So I don't see. Mississippi State. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't see Texas A&M running the table there. I see maybe one or two losses. So even if they were to beat Alabama, and Alabama can take care of business, I think they've got Alabama's got three winnable games uh, coming yeah. up. Coming well, up you're now. exactly right. Alabama is, is going to be in, in. Alabama's going to win the round robin. Uh, they, they're going to win the the, the 18 game schedule. I, I personally think. I'm not trying to. Put any pressure on them, but I think the Barry's right. The, the Georgia's coming in now. People like that. Arkansas is coming to their place. They've already been over there and won. So I think I think Alabama's okay in that. And, and, and I don't want to say it hurts you. To, it, it helps you to lose. You don't ever want to lose. But uh, you know the pressure may be a little bit more off as far as people yakking about it all the time. So. Alabama's still in very good shape. Yeah, I hear somebody saying, well, Tennessee's got our number and all in football. And oh, come on, people. If that game was in Tuscaloosa, it uh, could have been a different outcome. But Alabama will take on Georgia uh 5 o'clock, so that will be the exact same time as the uh, A&M-Missouri game. Then on Wednesday, uh, they will go over to Columbia, South Carolina. So that yeah. should be two wins there. Then they got Arkansas home. 
Auburn at home and then finish up at Texas A&M. Joe, your thoughts on the game last night? I thought it was a a blueprint. Uh, Joe, our caller, I told him that I thought Alabama would lose and they would have the sign-up said just like football. They did. But I did not think they could hold Alabama to 59 points, uh, which they did. Your thoughts on what you saw last night? It wasn't basketball. I thought we were playing basketball out here. They, they wanted to make it into a street fight, and they were successful, and the officials let them make it make, into a street fight. Uh, but, no, exactly like Coach said, you turn the ball over too much. I, I, I wonder if you didn't get enough out of Gurley, uh, and obviously you didn't get enough out of Quinterly, turning the ball over six times. Your, your upperclassmen need to, I think, need to give you a little bit more in environments and in games like that, especially where Tennessee, they, they're up, they, they've got a lot of upperclassmen. Um, you guys know better than I do, but I, I'm, I'm just uh, in the micro disappointed with Alabama's effort uh, and kind of disappointed with the way the game was uh, the game was allowed to go just from the officiating standpoint. Uh, but but you know in a macro in a macro look, everything's still all out in front of Alabama. You can take and learn from it, and you know just like Coach said, you can still go win the round robin and see what what, what, it, what it means for you for the rest of the the next couple of weeks. Yeah, these guys when you play them, uh, they, they get sick. Of- like I'm talking about the your opponents, they get sick of hearing about how great Brandon Miller is and about how great uh, Riley and Griffin's been playing in Mark Sears. So these guys come after you. Uh, when you get all this publicity as part of it, uh, the other team is going to come and they're going to you're going to have their full attention and you're going to get their best shot. Uh, and that's what we saw last night. I think the one kid that's kind of hit the wall a little bit is Clowney, Dad. Uh, what do you do to kind of get him back? He was two for nine last night. Did get 11 boards, but he seems like he's not as big a factor as he used to be. Yeah, a little bit. I think, yeah, I think he's hit the board a little bit. I, I think, uh, I think Bradley struggles a little bit too. He doesn't make his free throws like he did. He's, he's, uh, he's a good player. I, I, you know, he's not going to shoot the outside shot. I, I think he's, well, the guards, uh, I, I would prefer. I certainly prefer Sears and and uh, probably Griffith into in your position. No, yeah, I don't. Bradley played. We got to the line fourteen times last night. Was ten for fourteen. Had he had four assists and only two turnovers. So uh, I felt like he uh, played very tough. He he took the ball to the basket, drew fouls uh, last night, and right. ten for fourteen's not it's not too bad. So uh, I remember they get to the line twenty times. Uh, Tennessee got there at 25. We'll have some Coach Oates um, sound later on in the show. There's a, a report in football. I guess Alabama hired Ken. Ken Yeah, what, what do you know about him? Uh, I know he's well. He's a former Vanderbilt coach, uh, Barry. Uh, coached at Vanderbilt a couple of stints. Has been in the pros for a good while. Been at Penn State. Uh, is somebody that. Uh, I think Coach feels comfortable getting somebody on that offensive side of the ball to sit up in the office and 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 visit with Tommy and and really kind of and I think Tommy's bringing somebody with him as well. So they're getting the offensive side. You know, they're they're pretty much taking care of on the defensive side pretty much because they know what they're going to do on the offensive side. It could be a little bit new. It could be a little bit more running game than it has been. Um, and so I, I think Wisner is supposed to, you know, he was, I think, the head coach of the Titans at one time. I believe that's right. And um, he's uh, he's a good football man. And, um, you know, coach has a lot of people he turns to and goes to and likes that we don't know about. And uh, just as he decided to hire the young linebacker coach from Southern Mississippi in defense, on defense. So um, we'll have to wait and see how it all 
what comes out, but uh, Ken is uh, wisdom is supposed to be very good. Yeah, all right, we'll take this break up of the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Royal Cleaners, making life easy for you, pickup and delivery. Got those beautiful golf shirts that's been warm out there. You need to get those cleaned. Uh, don't put them in the washer and dryer. The dress, the dress shirts, the uh, slacks, whatever you need clean, press. They'll do it for you. Come pick it up. Deliver it right back. Also, if you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give Royal Cleaners a call today. 205-391-0034. You list the Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. No active wrecks or delays on the roadways as we start our Thursday morning. If you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, of course, please give me a call, 205-886-8886. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. West Alabama is in the bullseye for the heaviest of today's expected severe weather outbreak. Strong EF2 or higher tornadoes are possible along with damaging winds to 70 miles per hour, one-inch hail, and heavy rainfall. That threat will run between around noon today to 9 p.m. tonight. Stay tuned to Operation Stormwatch and click on TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates and possible warnings. Don Hartley. Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's where the quality of legal services perform. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. An active weather day ahead. Cloudy, breezy, and mild thunderstorms this afternoon and this evening. Storms could be severe with potential for large hail, damaging wind, possibly a few tornadoes. The high today, 76. Colder late tonight, the low 41. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure to your pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. to the Yellowwood Hotline get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, uh, Barry. I hate that you was right, but you was. However, Joe took the words right out of my mouth, what I was going to say. What's that? Uh, well, just like you said, I thought it turned into a street fight. The referees... Uh, oh. I didn't think it helped Alabama any, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to complain about the Fisher, but anytime you have that many turnovers, 
and the other team gets 26 points off turnovers. And uh, was it Pat said that we, they had to hold us to 60? If they did, they'd win. Well, I think Joe was the one. I don't know about well, Pat. Joe. Well, I know it was one of them. It was one of them. It was Joe, and that he was right. You know, but uh, Alabama just didn't play Alabama basketball. Tennessee made them play their game, and. That's what that's what happened after they played Tennessee well, game. Guys, y'all understand. Like Tennessee wants it to be an ugly game. They they want it. That's what they wanted. So you, we can blame the officials, whatever. But that's the style that they they're going to play against Alabama to that beat ain't them. Basketball. Well, it, no, it, it wins. That's true. It wins against a team like Alabama. So that's what they're going to do. So, well, and that and I agree with what you said. But that, however, y'all like. Y'all like people that just let you run around, get whatever shot you want, bunch of threes. But some some teams say, you know what, we're not going to let those guys run around and take all them shots. We're going we're going to defend them. And that's because those teams ain't that good. Y'all think that's an ugly game. A coach thinks that's a beautiful game to make a team that's really really good offensively look bad. Well, if they learn from it like they did their last loss, I wouldn't want to be Georgia coming in there Saturday to Coleman because they might get lit up like Vanderbilt did. Yeah, if they respond like they did that last loss, which I don't see why they won't, but they got everything in front of them. It's up to them what they do. No doubt. You know, it's not, hey, but they got so many points off turnovers, 26 points, you know, and they held you to 60 points. Nobody has done that, you know, under 60 points. It's crazy. Yeah. That was a game but, Hey, uh, I was going to ask you one other thing. Uh, what What did you think? You thought Tennessee got them to play their game? I mean, I'm right, sure that Tennessee. I know Rick Barnes. Dad knows Rick Barnes. Uh, yeah, and they get tired of hearing about how great Alabama is, and they're they run a they play a tough brand of basketball, and so you knew they were going to play a physical get after you, and you're going to have to earn every point. And if you play... They did. And they will make you turn the ball over by their physicality. And with that crowd, with the number one on your back, after playing an emotional game at Auburn, it was set up for Tennessee to win last night. That's just the way it well, is. Well, you, you were right, you know, and I, I hate that you was, but you was. But, hey, they got everything in front of them. It's up to them what they do is the way I look at it. But... uh do you would would you play the the game any different, Barry? If they've been you coaching, well, there's nothing you can do I know about you it. probably won't comment. No, because Tennessee's not going to let you play it different. They're going to let you play it different. Well, so well, that that's what I saw. But um, that game might have been different at Coleman, but up there, them fans, them fans were in the game. Alabama just didn't have no answer. I mean, they only led the game one time. Yeah, you um, know, and and I, yeah. I, I kind of saw that. It was going their way, you know, and unless Alabama made it, they made that one run before the half. That's the only run they had. No doubt. You thank, know? thank you, Bryce. Thank you. I appreciate your time. All right, and, thank uh, you. Hey, bye. Bye. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bear. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Okay. Good. I hate Tennessee. <laughs> I hate Rick Barnes. I hate that damn Ukrainian that they got playing on the team. Why don't somebody hit him in the face? <laughs> you like, I'm sick of him. Do you like Philip Fulmer? I'm Fulmer? sick of that little bitty 
I'm sick of that little bitty point guard. I'm sick of the referees. But the main thing I'm sick of is 19 turnovers. Yeah. Who you going to beat? You can't beat little sisters of the poor, 19 turnovers. They've proved that to themselves. What, what are they trying to do? Well, they proved to themselves that when they turn the ball over, they're not going to win. You think they're turning it over on purpose, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, they can't stand <laughs> prosperity. <laughs> you you want to give Tennessee some credit for the turnovers? Yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, Coach Barnes scares the life out of me. He uh, he's a great coach. Coach, you taught him too good. <laughs> no, I, that, they they um they caused the turn a lot of the turnovers. Tom, um, they did. Tennessee they did. did. Yeah, and Quinley Quinley was just. He got himself. He got himself in such bad position. He throw back, throw back without looking to where he was throwing. I thought he was a very poor game for him. Yeah, he comes yeah, down. He, he tries can... to go behind the back, make a pass, and oh, yeah, turns it. Yeah. You know, those guys that want to be a showman against a team like yeah. Tennessee, they'll embarrass you. Yeah, sure. Hey, guess what? You're right, and that <laughs> happened. Uh, hey, is JC coming on today? He is. He's supposed to. Will you ask him about the trial going on over there? I want to get his – I know he knows that family. <laughs> oh, my my, uh, my kids know people that have been on the witness stand. Like one what, of the, what trial about what, Barry? That, that, talking about the Murdoch trial? Over? Yeah, that's a, yeah we, we, we got addicted to watching that trial. Oh, you're like my kids. <laughs> like one of their yeah. buddies was on the stand uh, that put the – Guy at the scene of the crime. Uh, so, uh, so my two kids, Blake and Caroline, they're following that thing closely, closely. Well, I did. Carol, Caroline went to school at Bama, didn't she? She did, but they grew up in Columbia because that's where you know. I was okay, but and she married. She married uh, a, a young man that went to school at Clemson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, uh, uh, the interesting thing to me, only I would look at this is. How many went to SC? How many went to Clemson over there <laughs> at that trial? It is. I oh, they what, know them uh, all. They, my kids know them all. So. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, it was some pretty good kids that got up there and testified. Uh, oh, yeah. That hunted, that hunted and fished on uh, the Murdoch Ranch there. And, uh, but anyway, I was going to see if you felt like it'd be okay to ask <laughs> What he knew about. Uh, so he doesn't live in Columbia anymore, JC doesn't, but I'll ask him. Yeah, but he's tight. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You need to talk to my kids if you want to know more about what's going on. They know all the dirt. So. Golly, really? Yeah. Can yeah. you get them on the radio? <laughs> this is, I might get them on here one day. So. Yeah, tell them to get on the radio and then let us call in. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. All right, see you. All right, back to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Morning. Quinterly, Quinterly, Quinterly. <laughs> Wimp nailed it. 17 minutes, six turnovers. But here's the difference. I was just telling Joe. Sears and Quinterly. Sears at least pushes the ball. Plays faster. Does not stand out there and dribble the way Quinterly does. And my question to y'all. Why was he leaving Quinterly in down the stretch? Give me the answer. Dev? Well, I mean, he thought because of this, you know, maybe he'd shake out of what he was doing 
poorly. Quinley had made some really big shots down down the stretch at some of the games, and so you never know exactly. You know, he's, he's had a very poor beginning of that game, and so you you know you look for your experience. And uh, I don't uh, Sears didn't have a great game either. Sears no, Sears did the basketball about as much as he did. So it was one of those nights where Sears just didn't play. He's been great, been really good, but he he just wasn't as good last night and. And I, I'm um, I, I don't get on here and talk much about anything about all about basketball. I'm not, and Barry can say what he wishes. You can say what you wish. I'm not a big Bradley fan. I like Bradley, uh, okay. but I, I think too. I think he played Quinterly. He only played him. Uh, well, he played him 17 minutes. 17 but, minutes. But man. I think they were having a hard time scoring. So he thinks this guy may. You know, he's a kid that can run off about eight or ten points. Pretty quick, and I guess he was hoping that he could do that. And Bradley uh, did have 14 points, but he, he reminds me a lot of Terry Connor. He's a driver. He's not a three-point shooter, but he's a little bit stronger. Not quite as good a passer, obviously, as Terry. But um, I don't know. Sears played poorly. Quinterly played poorly. When your uh, main ball handlers play poorly, you're going to play poorly. Well, Griffin could have got some valuable experience. He only played 11 minutes. Yeah, I'm not sure why that why on that either. He only took one shot, played yep. eleven minutes, so I'm not sure. Anyway, and look, the game a lot of players get Texas Tech's a good shooter. Yeah, Burnett. Uh, yeah, he, he he played good. Yeah, he did. He did. Come in, made some and Quinley did get one three at the end, going back to what Went was saying, but he had three turnovers. Yeah. Six three for the turnovers. Game. He had six for the game, so He's uh down the stretch. He's either really good or really bad. You kind of kind of see what you're going to get that night. And some nights he might play twenty something minutes, and some nights he probably only needs to play eight or ten. So he didn't play hardly any against Auburn. Yeah, hardly any. And your future is over on that bench. You got a five year senior out there that's not doing anything. I don't know. I I don't know if it was just a lap. Oh, Quinley. Quinley has another year. Another year? Mm -hmm. How? He's been in school for ten years. That, uh, he has another year. Is that true, Joe? I don't know about that. Maybe he does. I I'll be blown away. If I, I didn't say he's going. I didn't say he's going to take another year. I said he has another year. I thought this was his last year, and he. I don't came think back. so. Uh, I think that's. Mis- I think I, you're mistaken. Yeah. Maybe his brother. I, I thought this was the COVID year for him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's how old is he, Joe? He's like twenty four. So gotta be. Yeah. All right, Joe. Appreciate you. Hey, enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Two-minute truck. We've got a 1330 Martin Road Eats. That's where you go pick up the boxes, the packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. That's the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate. 205-247-5050. It is two-minute truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Congestion on McFarland at US 43 and again at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. And remember, stay weather alert, stay weather aware, and we'll keep you informed. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. With Jackson Hewitt, be 100% certain about your taxes and get 50% off tax prep. 50% is a limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit JacksonHewitt.com. Fear with potential for large hail, damaging wind, possibly a few tornadoes. A high today, 76 colder late tonight, the low 41. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker and Pressure Treaty Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find that dealer that is closest to you. All right, Joe's still trying to... JC had told me he'd move to Thursday, and then I told him uh, last night, move on. We'd do it Thursday, but he never did respond, so I don't know. He's not picking up this morning. Anyway, we'll keep rolling, so we'll up at the phone lines, 205 342 Nine nine zero four. Maybe he will uh, call us up before we leave this Alabama game. Dad, um, I don't think Georgia obviously didn't have the talent to play like Tennessee. I mean, you can look no. at the, look at the blueprint all you want, but it's like drawing up a great play. If you don't have a shooter to make it, then the no. play's not any good. But Georgia can't take that game plan, especially in Coleman. No. And do that against Alabama, can they? No, they can't. They can't. Uh, Georgia's up and down. Had a good win of Auburn at home, but uh, they they're they're okay. They, but um, Alabama bounced back in that game, no doubt about it. Uh, and then you know you've got at South Carolina, which I mean, I guess you always got to be ready. You don't ever want to drop a game, obviously like. That uh, I don't think South Carolina can beat them, but uh, and then the, the last two you got, or the last three you got Arkansas at home, and then Auburn at home, and then at A and M. Does Alabama go seventeen and one based on that schedule or that A and M game? Maybe be the only other pitfall. I think Alabama goes seventeen and one. I think Arkansas A and M's playing better. A and M's. You know, hang in there. They got they got the crowd back in there now, and pretty good good home court advantage. But they they don't have the ability to beat to beat Alabama. Uh, I don't care where they play. So I think, I think Alabama goes seventeen ones number one, and play what we'll play at, at noon on uh, on Friday in the first round of the SEC tournament, and uh, go from there. That's what that's what I think. But you know, you never know exactly. But get people hurt. You know, I, I think. Um, I think Tennessee has hurt a lot with James Kidd out. He's a very good outside shooter. Played so good in the SEC tournament last year. Um, Tennessee is, 
you know, physical and and knew how to play Alabama and play physical with them. But uh, they're not they're not a great offensive basketball team from all areas of the court. Uh, their their big guy came in there and played okay last night, and but, you know it's got some big points for them last night. But I just don't think I think Alabama comes at you from all sides if they can get the turnovers corrected. Uh, they have and they have done so until last night. I want to flip gears uh, and talk about the uh, basketball state tournament that's going on. Um, and I think the AHSAA does some good good things. I think there's some tweaking they can do to this tournament. There's a lot of people now wanting uh, to go to regions and each classification and take have eight teams in each region and then take the winners of each region and spread them out in four different sites. So to try to – like number one should not be playing number two in a sub-regional game. Uh, in, the, in the current format, you're just automatically paired with another area and the winner – plays the runner-up and the runner-up plays the winner and and then once you get through that game dad then you are uh, on to the sweet 16 and which is where they are now but one of the major problems and i'm gonna complain about this and and hopefully put something right and get it changed is guys the 7a you you go right to the sweet 16 they don't have as many teams i think there's only joe what 32 teams in 7a but in the 1a through 6A, which first of all, Alabama doesn't need seven classifications, but you got 60 something teams in each class. So once you come out of that, out of the uh, area tournaments, only two teams out of each area make it. So you're down to 32 teams. So the night that we played, Joe and dad, they had six classifications. Joe, do the math for me here. Six classifications, 32 teams at 16 games. Per classification. So what is 16 times 6? 96. Huh? 96. What's 96 times 3? 288. No. 96 times 3 is 288? 96 times 3 is 288. All right. Now, here's my point. You got every 288 officials all having to call on Tuesday night. This state does not have 288 quality officials. They sure don't. And so when you put every game on one night, Joe, then you got to have 288 officials calling these games. We don't have the problem that they've got with Alabama High School Athletic Association since, uh, what's his name, left. Uh, we, don't, we don't have any leadership. There's not any leadership in Montgomery. There hasn't been any leadership. The guy was assistant. I don't care. He's, you know, went to, he was, worked at Florence. And, um, he, he, there's no leadership there. There's no, there's no committee that really thinks through things and looks at things at, at, at all. And you get some of the officials that just are not capable of calling the game. That's not fair. Yeah. That's not, not right. It's not fair to these teams no. that have worked so hard to have an opportunity to try to get to the Sweet 16. So yeah. play it over two days. What is the rush to try to play everybody? In one night, so they do it to the girls on Monday night, so they have the 288 officials. And then the next night, the boys do it, so you need 288 officials. I mean, I've talked to coaches that said, God, Coach, we had the worst officials. And, and I think the officials, you guys have heard me brag on them this year. I think they've done a done a really good job. But you can't, you can't have quality. You don't have 288 quality officials in the state of Alabama, Joe. Do an article on it. Let's stir it up. It's terrible. 
But you have some, to go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Well, somebody's got to get to the board, and somebody's got to be on the board that understands basketball and understands that you know the everything it goes with it with the, with the sites as far as sites are concerned and officials are concerned, and uh, it's it's just drives me crazy. <laughs> We had a guy uh, in our game, Joe. The guy they had a kid. They, they had they a kid. Not, I, they had a kid number fifteen. He was a good player, really good player. And I like Central Coosa, and this is not. This is a fact. Uh, so number fifteen had three fouls, and early in the third quarter, he reached in and had another one. He had another his fourth foul. The guy was walking on the official said, who you got the foul on? He said, 15. He said, give it to number five. Yeah. The coach or the official? The official. Why? Well, sure he's cheating. Because he didn't want that guy to have his fourth foul. Well, the problem is you've got local, you've got lo- guys locally around because of, of expenses of driving back and well, forth. Well, man, they do bring officials from other areas to call in those. But I said, did you just – my one of the kids I completely said, Coach, he just told him to give that foul to number five. Yeah. And I asked the guy, and he uh, and he got caught. You know, he said, No, 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 no. I was just asking him who he had the foul on. I said, No, you told him to give it number fifteen. I mean, give it number five. That was going to be number 15's four foul. Well, he's the same guy that called it in the lane too quick uh, from from mid court free throws. <laughs> so Good joke. The guy was down there. Dad was behind on the wall, and he was threatening to throw him up in the stands or get him out. So I, I saw Mr. McShann, one of the guys that drives the buses here, and he, he officiates games. He's a good good man. And I saw him last night at Publix. He was like, Coach, you know, he was, I was telling him what we did. I said, he said, well, how's Wimp? I said, man, he's doing great. He was at my game the other night. You know, he was – uh, just trying to protect his son. He was down there getting out the official. They thought about throwing him out. He said, ain't no way in the world. That'd be like, ain't nobody throwing Bear Bryant or Wimp Sanderson out of no game, out of Dang no gym. Right. And I said, so you got compared to Bear Bryant last yeah. night. Well, <laughs> so. I don't know about all that, but it was, I, I know a crook when I see one after about a few calls. So. Anyway, but I just think you cannot have every all these teams playing on the same night, and that's a flaw uh, within the system. It's just like, you know, not Do they that, have it because they're worried about one team getting extra rest? Like, y'all play on a Monday and your opponent plays you still, on a Tuesday? Nah, I mean, because you can still spread it out. Well, uh, you need you need also, you need to get to the board and just call somebody on the board to explain that you think those basketball. The, the board is listed. I, I can put it up on well, the internet. You got, if you want any kind of change, you got to do all this stuff, go and put it in writing. There's a lot of people at Helene, I'm going to call those guys, that are trying to change the format of how to seed these teams. Uh, and honestly, it's a football state, and they don't really, sure. care, they don't really care about it. No, they're, they're in a hurry to get spring training. Yeah, they want to get you out of the way so they can have football practice. Uh, and they want you to – take the rims off the goals now. So when your season, take the rims off the goals, those kids are not allowed to go in the gym. Oh, and, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But it's, it's almost like what they would say. And, and uh, so anyway, I think there's some good things that they do, but then that final four is pretty nice up there. Legacy arena uh, with all the teams that are playing, but number one should not be playing number two in the sub regional. That doesn't uh, sound like a, that doesn't <laughs> sound like sports seating at all. <laughs> 
That doesn't sound like what? That doesn't sound like playoff seating at all. Well, it's just because you're just already it's predetermined. Your your area is playing this area. That's not before you even start. So you may have, you know, some teams are really bad. They get get a good game, get to move on because they're playing a bad team. So you may not have your better teams at the end because no. they played out. No. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> no, you had one and two play uh, in the first. In the sub-regional, not even to get to the Sweet 16. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. All right, uh, anybody want to call and chime in on that, feel free to uh, call. I know we have some officials that listen. If if I'm wrong, uh, then call and tell me if I'm right, and then help me change it uh, because it's uh, it's not a good, good situation there. All right, um, let me tell you about First and Main Condos located in the historic district of Down. Town, Northport, beautiful area. Uh, these are three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all electric energy-efficient appliances. Internet and direct TV are provided for free. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views, easy access to the river walk. They're gated, security camera, literally two minutes to downtown. Uh, so you want to go downtown Tuscaloosa and eat, shop, whatever. Five minutes to University of Alabama. Give them a call. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. One month free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstinmaincondos.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on McFarland at US 43, and again at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. And remember, stay weather alert, stay weather aware, and we'll keep you informed. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Get unlimited talk and text plus 8 gigs of high-speed data for just $40 a month, plus unlimited carryover data. Track phone wireless. Now you're in control. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. And while I'm on my rant, I'm going to get on one more rant here, Joe. Uh, this is Rant Thursday. The college coaches that in the state of Alabama are lazy. I'm sick of them. Uh, they're lazy. They don't get out and go watch anybody. I got a guy call me yesterday. So what is your number four? Is he good enough? I'm like, guys, look, I've been telling y'all to come watch him all year. I don't know. I think he's good enough, but I don't know what players you have on your team. I'll tell you what you do. You call every coach on my schedule and you ask him, is he good enough? Now they're, he's getting some attention, but now they're wanting me to tell them about him and they didn't, they, and I said, why don't y'all ever get out and go and watch these kids, these high school kids? And then you decide. But, well, you know, it's budget. And I was like, you can't drive two hours? You can't drive two hours to go watch a kid. So then I think now these coaches at all levels, junior college, NAI, Division One, Division Two. 
these guys don't get out anymore. I think they just rely on the transfer portal, and that's how they do their recruiting. Now, I don't know if all the states are like that, but the state of Alabama, college coaches get out more. I know Alabama's out. Obviously, they're going to see the cream of the crop, and so is Auburn, and they're going all over the country. But these guys don't don't work, in my opinion. I just want to get your comment about that, Dad. You're exactly right. The first thing they do is they they find out about their needs, and then they look and see what schools might have a good player uh, that wants to transfer for whatever reason, and and then they start in on the transfer portal, and, and so they save money by not getting in the car and going to see anybody. We've hurt we've hurt high school recruiting um, a great deal, and when I was back when I was doing it, of course we we fought tooth and nail. I stayed out eight days a week. Uh, yeah, but you would go find a Keith Askins or somebody like that. You know, those guys are out there. Yeah. Well, they just, they just, it just, like you're saying, this life has changed a lot, and it's just, it's disappointing to not to be able to see that these kids get out. I mean, these coaches get out, look at these kids, compare them and so forth, but, and they, but they don't. Transfer portal has just killed us. It's, it's, it's embarrassing they don't go and at least like with you, if somebody called you and said, hey, there's a good player down here in Selma, you need to come see. Now, you may not go, but you would send somebody just at least make sure. Now, you may come back and say, you know what, there is a kid down there, but he's not good enough. But if you don't ever go, you don't know. No. So you have to go, Joe, just to find out. Are you not sending tapes of these kids? Today, yeah, you dog? send tapes. You send them tapes, but they don't. They don't go out, and like, it's hard to really evaluate a kid on tape. It really is because you it don't is, know who yeah. is he playing against. Well, you know, so they tape everything. It's good. They, 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 you don't get the full full deal on, on tapes. You know, you have some, but it's not great. So that's my rant on that. Uh, so if you're a college coach or you know one, tell them to get out and recruit. You know, that's one of the, you know, now when they play in these sites where they're in, and I get this part, when they're playing in Jacksonville State or these places and you, you've got multiple games down there, they'll go down that and, and they'll, you know, because they can see multiple teams play. But there's enough mid to lower to D2 D- D- to NAIA to, Division three to junior college coaches and schools in this state, and you never hear from any of them. And I, you know, you would think they would at least call you and say, "Hey, who is in your area? Like, tell me the three or four best players in your area." I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm talking about these smaller uh, schools there, but they they don't do it. So um, anyway, that's my my rant on that. Uh, the, the recruiting has changed. That. It's rechanged so much, hadn't it, from back when you guys used to do it? Yeah, it really has. It's unbelievably different. Uh, you know, we could we could go out every, all the time, and because we knew that somebody else was at their door, we we be at their door as well. I was at the door for twenty years of somebody, you know, trying to get players for for the two other coaches, and then I was at the door a great deal with my, my assistant coaches. Uh, in the twelve years I had the job, so it, it's it's totally it's totally totally different. It, you've got you have, we had to get out and fight each other and go in there and do everything we could to convince that player that uh, you know that our place was the right place. I was interested in listening to what the, what 
you know, I knew all this. Barkley said it 40 times. Barkley um, was not comfortable with us thinking that we were going to get Bobby Lee hurt. And uh, that's kind of a recruiting story I won't get into, but it, it, those kinds of things come up. They know where the other players are. The coaches come in there and tell them. It's, it's a, you know, it, it's a, it's a saying the right thing and, and being comfortable and, and the parents being comfortable with you when you go in there to discuss about your the, about their kid and you know his opportunity to play and so forth. Now it's it's quite different. All right, let's get back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. I guess I've stirred up Tom this morning. He's calling back. Good morning, Tom. Hey, hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. I, I'm sorry to call twice. No, you good. Uh, uh, I, I tell you, while you rant, I'm ranting too. It, it aggravates the crap out of me the coverage that high school basketball gets, and and you can't find out anything. You can't find the score. Uh, the other night, I was looking high and low for uh, CA score. Uh, couldn't find anything. Tried to find the uh, bracket to where. You know what I'm saying? The coverage is pathetic around here. And uh, the Tuscaloosa News put this thing out. How can we improve this? So I wrote a letter to them. I ain't heard a damn thing from them. <laughs> there ain't nobody there to get it out of the mailbox. Now, if you, if you follow, uh, Tom, if you follow Tuscaloosa Academy Athletics pretty much about 10, 15 minutes after every game, they tweet out the score. You can get it that way. But for next year so anyway but so you should be well, able to get... I, thought I, was, I, I thought i was following uh ta uh, uh and, and uh because of the coaches that uh, from over here you know that that went to work over there i wanted to know how they were doing then i got interested in your uh team yeah and and i and i thought i was following but you know the newspaper could get up off of their rear end and give these kids these coaches these schools some decent coverage, Joe. That's what I'm complaining about. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think they could do more uh, for sure. I know, I know, Gary and those guys do a good job. If you watch, yeah, now, Gary's different. Yeah, I, the, I'm not talking about. No, I know, I know. They get out and they send cameras. He sent a camera to Aliceville. They send cameras out to these games, and he yeah, gives he yeah. gives these kids uh, the attention they deserve. Uh, is what I'm saying. But Barry, look, you know good and well that they they could. Very well, take a little time and put the brackets of of the local teams, who they're playing, what time, all that. They could put that, excuse me, put that in the paper without it being a. It's no large cost to doing that. No, no, no doubt. Thank you, Tom. Oh, uh, thank you, Barry. Sorry. No, you're good. I appreciate it. Uh, and you're right. Alabama One. www.alabama1.org. Looking for a vehicle loan. Looking for a mortgage. Looking for a credit card. I've got all three. They do an outstanding job on that for me. So go to the website or swing by any one of the local branches. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Go to www.alabama1.org. We get back. We'll talk a little track with our Brookwood segment. We'll talk to Coach Joe Taylor. You're just a Tide 100.9. This is home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on McFarland at US 43, and again at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. And remember, stay weather alert, stay weather aware, and we'll keep you informed. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Towns of Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Hey, spokesperson. Action Matters is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention all women who use Tylenol or other medications containing acetaminophen, including NyQuil or DayQuil, while pregnant. If you are... Touchdown Alabama! Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Knipper, he's my Allstate agent. Let him become yours. I made a change a couple years ago. Andrew takes great care of me. He's over at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3. A lot of times you have insurance, and you really don't know what coverage you have. Do you have enough? Sometimes you have too much. Uh, and so let Andrew, he can look at your uh, policy. He can give you some suggestions of what he thinks will work for you. Uh, if you got kids that you got to put on your policy, he can walk you through that. Uh, then let him run a quote for you. Let him look, talk to you. Find out what's best for you, whether it's um, car insurance, life insurance, obviously uh, home insurance, rent or motor boat, whatever you need. Give him a call, 205-722-9201, or go to the Andrew Conifer. All-State Facebook page. All right, every uh, Thursday we talk a little Brookwood. We've had players. We've had administrators. Uh, we've talked just about every sport in Brookwood. But today we're going to talk a little little track out at Brookwood with uh, Coach Joe Taylor. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Good. How are you guys? We're doing good. This segment's brought to you by Joe Barger and the city of Brookwood. We appreciate those guys. Uh you know, providing the opportunity for us to learn a little bit more about Brookwood. But, Coach, tell us a little bit about your track program uh, there, and we'd love to hear about it. Uh, yeah, we. so this is the third year of the track program here at the middle school. Um, it, it's steadily grown over the past three years. You know, we've went from numbers around 18 to about mid-30s, and this year we've got pretty close to 50 out. So, wow. Uh, programs program's growing pretty fast all right tell us uh how do you how do you grow it so fast most kids say oh i hate to run uh but man when you do run and you're uh in good shape it's good feeling joe how do you get 50 people out there to to be a part of this program uh well it's it's really hard it's a challenge to be honest with you because exactly like you said you know a lot of kids don't like to run they look at it as it's more of torture uh than the actual sport but uh I think, uh, you know, just, just, uh, I don't know the kids at school kind of, you know, being 
small forum and uh, makes them kind of want to get out there and play for you. Uh, but, you know, like you said, it is a challenge to get a lot of kids out there to try to uh, build that program. Yeah, we're talking with Joe Taylor out at uh, with the Brookwood uh, track team. Uh, Joe, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you end up uh, deciding to help help Brookwood with this track program. Oh, yeah. So uh, I graduated from Sullivan High School in Mark County, Alabama, and uh, I, I was lucky enough to land a job there coming out of college as a 23-year-old kid, and uh, I coached track there for four years, uh, stayed there for a total of five, and I ended up making a change and moving to Tuscaloosa, and uh, the principal at the time had to, wanted to get a track program started, so uh, me and him kind of sat down, got together, and uh, decided that we were going to start a track program here. And so now we've had it for going on three years. So oh. this will be the total eighth year coaching track. All right. Tell us a little bit about the people that have to help you put all that together there. Obviously, with 50 people, you got to have some great uh, help there. Tell us who helps you there. They're kind of a funny story. We've got, we've got several good coaches here. Uh, a lot of them uh, do multiple sports, and they take a lot of time out of their day to do multiple sports here at the middle school. Uh, so they're very busy. So it's kind of a challenge to find some help. But luckily, uh, my wife also works here. She's also the cheerleading coach. And uh, so she kind of helps or lends a helping hand uh, to help me out with attracting. No doubt. Well, tell everybody, when does the season get going? Tell us when you guys will be running. Okay, so our season is going to kick off March the 2nd. I believe it, I think it's Tuesday. I'm not sure. Uh, it's going to be at Bryant High School. Okay. And so it'll be, it'll be a, a lot of local teams, you know, Northridge, Bryant, uh, Westline, which is the, the middle school for uh, Central High School, obviously, and, you know, Hell County, Sipsy Valley, teams of that nature, just local teams. Well, Joe, we appreciate you. Uh, talk a little bit before we let you go, uh, just about, you know, Joe Barger being the mayor there at, uh, at Brookwood, but it's a close community there. Everybody kind of pulls for one another. Let's talk about what a great experience it is to be involved with uh, the Brookwood community. Uh, yes, sir. Brookwood, you know, like I said, I moved here, uh, be five years ago now, and it kind of really reminds me of my hometown. So just real small, this real close knit community. Uh, and I think Joe Barger, uh, he's a great mayor. I actually talked, uh, to his kids. Uh, so, um, you know, like you said, the community, uh, everybody loves cheering on everybody. Uh, you know, you have a lot of people that go out and support uh, football, basketball, baseball, uh, and even track, obviously. But uh, they're, they're real passionate here. So it yeah. really reminds me of my hometown. Well, Joe, we appreciate you being on. Look forward to following you guys and uh, tell, tell everybody in Brooklyn we said hello. Good luck. Well, Dave, I appreciate you guys' time. All right, there's Coach Joe Taylor out at Brookwood. All right, we'll flip the script here, Joe. Let's go back uh, to the Alabama-Tennessee game, and let's hear what the coach had to say, Nate Oates, with his opening statement uh, after the first SEC loss last night. Here's Coach Oates. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee proved why they got the number one defense in the country. They did a great job on us. We turned the ball over way too much. I mean, the they had eight turnovers. We had 19 turnovers. They scored two, or we scored two points off their eight turnovers. They scored 26 points off our 19 turnovers. To me, that that's 
the biggest area of the game. And it, you know, it was their physicality. They got into our guards. We didn't handle it well. We obviously didn't do a great job preparing our guys to go against the physicality that was going to come with this game. The un- underneath out of bounds where we turned it over a few times. We, we coaching staffs got to do a better. I got to do a better job getting us ready to play in a game like this. You know, we only get them once. You know, if we get them again, it'll be the SEC tournament. So, hopefully, we're uh, better prepared to play against a defense like this. And you know, our guys have now seen it. I mean, there's the reason these guys are good. I mean, they, you know, their record isn't what everybody thought it was going to be in conference because they, they've been maybe the unluckiest team I've seen with the last two losses. Uh, I haven't seen anybody lose back-to-back games quite like like they did but this is a really good team and they just showed it tonight so you know our other issue was we we didn't finish at the rim well I mean but they've got shot blocking they got presence at the rim we we shot six of 20 at the rim for 30 percent so you know if you finish 30 percent at the rim and have 19 turnovers you're gonna make it really hard on on yourself to win I I thought our defense was good enough to win the game we ended up out rebounding them they're a great rebounding team you know Brandon and Clowney with 11 and 10 rebounds each. Uh, that they played pretty well on the on the glass, but we just our, our offense let us down tonight. Uh, comments there, what he said about Tennessee. Well, that's, that's correct. You know, we all knew that. Um, some of those guys struggled a little bit, and a lot of, a lot of the turnovers for some of the turnovers were pressure from from Tennessee. Tennessee <laughs> did a good job of pressuring them. They, you know, you try to pressure the three point shot, then you try to do everything you possibly can to press the dribbler. Uh, I thought Auburn pressured the three-point shot, but didn't do much with the dribbler. And uh, Tennessee did a little bit with both. Tennessee is not a good offensive team yet. I think I think when uh, James Kidd gets back, they'll be much better outside. He, but um, they're a good basketball team. They're a sound basketball team. So it was, um, I you know, it's kind of like Nate said. You know, it's great to be number one. You. Your fans all excited about that, at, uh, but to what what counts is that all that does is get everybody ready to play. You know? All excited to play, and uh, I don't know that uh, I really couldn't tell if the atmosphere. It wasn't an Auburn atmosphere. Uh, it was good atmosphere, certainly a home court atmosphere for, for Tennessee, but it wasn't quite an Auburn atmosphere. Yeah, you can't create that when you don't have the students on the floor. Yeah. So when you have the students on the floor, you, you can't create all. Now Tennessee has redone that arena. There used to be twenty five thousand. They've taken it down to twenty one. Yeah. Uh, they've done a really nice job with that. Joe, you had a comment there. Just a question. Last night, a lot of the comments and talk after the game was, "Oh, if we get this team again, it won't be officiated this way. It won't be in Thompson Bowling Arena. We'll be, we'll have a better game." Basically, how do you guys feel? Because I kind of walked away from it feeling like Tennessee might be a bad matchup for Alabama. Well, I know there's certain teams and styles that I don't like to play against. Uh, you know, teams that make it really difficult to score. Like they they know how to guard all your actions. They they bump you. They don't let you get to your spots. Uh, and so that you know, we know in our mind, but you got to learn how to play against those teams. But there's certain types of teams that you don't love to play against like i don't love to see a one three one zone like i just don't really know how to attack it uh talk about that the styles that uh, styles that you don't like see there are certain styles that coaches don't like to see well there are you know what sometimes when you throw a zone and i think auburn uh she's tennessee maybe through two trips or something in the zone and alabama scored against both of them 
but uh, there are certain zones that are certain ways to play a zone that will affect you a little bit as far as your momentum is concerned with your game and and not many people in the league are playing a lot of zones. Uh, they're not not to the point where they where it looks to me like it. They studied it and know how to play it. They you know like, they easy to say let's get let's get in a two three zone. You you know where you cover the corner and you cover this. I, I just think you have to teach it. And um, Auburn had a little bit of that just just to give them a different look, I suppose. But uh, good win for them. They didn't have all their they didn't have all their pieces, but. Uh, Tennessee is going to have to score. Uh, they'll score offensively off the glass, uh, off the missed shots. But they're going to need they're going to need to do a good job with their running game. Their big guys could run, and and their their guards they could get something. They don't get a lot out. Of, uh, I did a I did a, a Tennessee Network show before I did Joe's yesterday, and uh, the last I forget how many games it's been. Fast break baskets against Tennessee were 42. And, and, and I forget the last three or four games, whatever. And the fast break baskets for Tennessee were 17. So they're, you know, they're not really getting out pushing it. And I think that's the one thing that makes And I know the game's over, and I understand Tennessee won. I got all that. But uh, I do think that Alabama comes at you from different angles. And to be physical with Alabama is the best way to play them. Um. Yes, you know you look at the games. Uh, Connecticut, the physical game. Now the one game that wasn't Gonzaga was one team that could outscore Alabama. Yeah, there's not they, many of those teams out there that they can got outscore. the ball. Gonzaga got the ball in the two area and made them. Yeah, you know the the people talk about that. You know why not step out there three more feet, and make a three, and certainly analytics shows you that. And Nate and his staff are smart on that kind of stuff much more smarter than i was but uh i just think that i just think that in that gonzaga game they got in there and, and i'll tell you something else when you watch gonzaga warm up against alabama i'm not I'm, they were ready to play they were really really ready to play i've never seen their team quite as ready to play on the road as i, as I was that night uh, alabama is going to be in in birmingham uh, I think, and they're going to play their first two games in Birmingham, and they're going to be in the final sixteen um, because I think they'll be a probably a one of the ones. If they're not a one of the ones, they'll be a number two of the ones. That means you're a number one, and you're you're every chance to to do to play well. So yeah, they're going to be a uh, one seed there. Yeah. All right. Um, I would take this break. We can upload the phone lines. We can hear some more of uh, Coach Oates as well. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected with unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1, and get $60 off your initial Pest Control Service. You're just a tide of 100.9 and see home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. There is growing concern for the potential development of supercells this afternoon as severe weather moves across West Alabama. There is an enhanced 3 out of 5 severe weather risk for West Alabama, damaging winds to 70 miles per hour, golf ball size hail, strong EF2 or higher tornadoes, and flash flooding are possible. 
Stay tuned to Operation Stormwatch and click on TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates and possible warnings. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on McFarland at US 43 and again at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. And remember, stay weather alert, stay weather aware, and we'll keep you informed. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. An active weather day ahead. Cloudy, breezy, and mild thunderstorms this afternoon and this evening. Storms could be severe with potential for large hail, damaging wind, possibly a few tornadoes. The high today, 76. Colder late tonight, the low 41. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Pour me, pour me another drink, cause I don't want to feel a thing no more, hell no, I just want to sip till the pain wears off. Welcome back to Inside the Lucky Murray. We'll get right back to uh, a few more Coach Oates' uh, comments. They, they asked him the difference between playing Houston and Tennessee, both uh, veteran coaches there that uh, hang their hat on the defensive end. Uh, here's what uh, Coach said had to say about those two teams. Yeah, I, we didn't turn the ball over that much. In the second. I mean, you know, Houston's physicality and pressure bothered us early, and then I thought we settled in and did a better job late. You know, we, we got more stops in Houston late, too, where, you know, we just we, – our, our defense was not the issue tonight overall, but we couldn't get stops late in the game when we needed to, and we did against Houston. So, you know, we just – we found a way to get some stops and score some buckets, kind of open that thing up against Houston. We, we couldn't do that against them tonight. All right. Uh, and then that sometimes when you're – the preparation, uh, you, you cut your practice down a lot, and um, sometimes it's hard to play like a team's going to play you. It's just hard to simulate at that. So uh, they did ask him about uh, preparing for Tennessee's defense. Uh, he knew what was going to run into. Here's what Coach had to say about that. I mean, we tried to emulate it. You can't kind of have your scout team be a little more physical and – we obviously didn't do a good enough job. I mean, it's impossible for your scout team to emulate these guys. And then we, we don't play the same way we do. I mean, our defense is pretty good. I mean, they've got some bigger – obviously, Ziegler's quick. But outside of Ziegler, their guards are big, strong, kind of physical. And Ziegler can get up under you. You know, they're just – they're into you a lot. Like, and we, we – uh, 
that, that you know we try to be some but you know we also we've got a little bit different defensive game plan than they do and they're just obviously really good and they've, they recruit to it and they've got a great roster for it and ours is pretty good too I mean we're top five in the country you just when, when they play different than you play you can't really go first team second team and totally emulate it and with a two-day prep but we tried I mean we'll try to do a little bit better and it's one of those deals where you know when you've got some days here moving forward where it maybe isn't the day after a game and not the day before a game just maybe mix some of this stuff in moving forward and just kind of get ready for them the second time you play them well that comment I thought was good some interesting stuff there about Trying to simulate what they do, how difficult that is. Well, the, you know, there's a walkthrough, and then as best you can, the best way to do it is to is to play it uh, is to play it live and let the pass go through. So you won't just be stopping it all the time. Let the pass go through, and then get the feel for it. Uh, let the pass go through on on defense, but at the same time, show how you're going to switch it, how you're going to play it, what they're going to do, those kinds of things. And you can't simulate it perfectly. Um, I always used to have whoever scouted the game, or if I scouted the game for two other coaches, I would get out there way before practice ever started and teach. Gosh, I can remember when I was trying to teach our guys to, put, to run this, <laughs> the shuffle offense. Whew, what a job that was. And Consequently, I know the shuffle about as good as anything I, I know. So uh, it, it's, you know, it, it cannot be the same, but you have to have an understanding of how you're going to play the pick and roll, look for the lob pass on the backside, Get to the three point shooters. Know who the three point shooters are in Alabama's case. They're all three point shooters. They're all going to shoot it. So, in some cases, there are games that were going to have two three point shooters, rest of them doing attempted mud. So, you know, know who you're playing and what they can do, and understanding, you know, is the big factor. Don't, you know, you have such a, a, a factor in coaching that you tell somebody this, they say, yes, sir. They no more know what you said than a goose. Uh, you, you need to say, okay, then tell me what. Just tell me what I said, and that that makes makes for a better coach. Okay. All right, let's get uh, to the Alabama One Hotline. Bring Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good, Philip. How are you, buddy? Hey, Philip. Doing good. Hey, just just want to ask you guys a question. Have we lost our identity a little bit? No. In what way? Not shoot as many three. Pacing and that, yes. Well, you know they take they take, they take the three away from you. Auburn and Tennessee worked hard to take the three away from you. So if they take the three away from you, then you got you got to counteract and get something a little bit better. And they, Auburn, Alabama did that in the Auburn game. They did a good job. They're going to take some of the threes away from you. They, they're going to take they're going to do everything they can if they're if they're talented enough to take your strengths away from you, but. You know, some teams are more talented than others, and some teams are not as talented as others, so it's hard. I get that. I just um, I hope that the the pacing will improve a little bit here in the coming um, end of the season. Uh, it's it's going to be a heck of a finish. Everybody's schedule is pretty tough. Um, you know, Tennessee plays Texas A&M next week. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, Texas A&M's in good shape. I mean, they got they got Alabama at home. Um, we're struggling a little bit right now, even though we just were ranked number one Tuesday. To me, the tide's sort of struggling somewhat. Well, you go into Auburn and Tennessee and, 
it's split those two. I mean, that, that that you know, you're disappointed you split, but you you know, you struggle if you lose both of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah, you sure are because uh, we've got that one game lead over Texas A&M, which we, which hopefully the tie. Texas A&M's not going to come in there. Texas A&M's not going to come in there. They have some a couple of losses. Alabama's not going to have any more losses. Coach, I sure hope you're right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. I sure hope you're right. Thank you, Phil. All guys be good. All right. Uh, yeah, that's what I don't want people to do. Don't over – that's what I was afraid of. But don't overreact. Uh, these guys, they lost to Oklahoma, and they ran off how many straight, Joe? And then, I mean, even Vegas, who barely gets it wrong, they had Tennessee favored. Like, Tennessee is a good, it's a good basketball team. So, yeah. you know, I don't know what the, what the issue is there. So, um, anyway – Tuscaloosa Toyota, Dad. I know those guys uh, did a great job for you. Uh, the Tuscaloosa Toyota Lifetime Warning Mirrors, the manufacturer's powertrain warning includes every new Toyota and most pre-owned vehicles, unlimited years, unlimited miles for as long as you own the vehicle. The Toyota Care will include a maintenance plan with the purchase or lease of every new Toyota vehicle for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. That means including the oil and filter changes, tire rotations, multi-point inspections, inspect, and they will adjust the fluid levels as well. 24-hour roadside assistant is also uh, included in this two-year unli- with two-year unlimited miles. But that oil oh, is terrific. Yeah, you had a great experience there with Justin. Look forward to visiting with him on every Tuesday. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, congestion on McFarland at US 43, and again at 69. Now, if you see conditions, give me a call. And remember, stay weather alert, stay weather aware, and we'll keep you informed. Get the deal of a lifetime now at Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off selected models, interest rates as low as 0%, and great selection. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed where the quality legal services perform. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. An active weather day ahead. Cloudy, breezy, and mild thunderstorms this afternoon and this evening. Storms could be severe with potential for large hail, damaging wind, possibly a few tornadoes. The high today, 76. Colder late tonight, the low 41. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Now, before we get to, uh, to Tim here, let's talk about Bob Prince 
and Prince Glover and Hayes. Well, Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, and attorneys that know the law, know how to know how to help you if you've got problems. Uh, three, four, five, one, two, three, four. They'll visit with you, tell you exactly what you need to do uh, in order to to get straight, and then. Uh, They'll do that on the telephone, and if you need to go further with it, just go by 705 Rice Mine Road, 701 Rice Mine Road, and visit with them, and they can give you exactly what you uh, need to do and think about. They're great people. They've been very, very successful. And um, while I mention that, I also want to mention Constant Companion, which is 205-635-0313. Very fine animal hospital. I take Sam down there all the time. You'll get half price if you tell them you heard it on the side of the locker room. All right, we'll get right up to the um, Alabama One Hotline. We'll bring Tim into the show. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, coaches. <laughs> With y'all morning. talking about uh, uh, getting ready, how you get ready to play somebody, and coach talking about preparing a team for the shuffle and how hard that was. <laughs> Perfect segue for me to co- tell you the story about him throwing me out of practice one day. But before I tell you that story, you messed up my Friday. I was planning on coming to Fair Park Arena or whatever they call it. Yeah, now I know. And see y'all play. Yeah. I, I was I was <laughs> geared up to come. A friend of mine's daughter's playing for Locust Fork, and I was oh, going to yeah. go see them and yeah. stay around and watch y'all. And it was going to be a great Friday. And Dad Gum, they didn't snatch it well, out. I didn't do my part, so I apologize. Well, well, I, I know it's tough playing up there. I'm I'm up in Central Alabama, live yeah. in Sylacauga sometimes, and that's that's a tough place to play. They yeah, take their basketball serious too. But yeah. anyway, this is 1966-67. That season, your dad is the assistant to Coach Riley, Hayden mm-hmm. Riley. But even in those days, he took every game serious. But he would get maniacal the week of the Auburn game. We all used to swear that your mom and if any kids that were born at that time left town. They didn't even want to be around him that week. <laughs> he was, And the only purpose I served on the basketball team was the scout team point guard. That was my job, and I took it very seriously. So oh, you did a good job. <laughs> I, learned, I learned that shuffle inside out. I can still draw it up. I mean, you know, your dad drilled it into our heads. But I was the only point guard on the scout team. All the other guards were did a lot of playing. So anyway, we're getting ready to play Auburn. We're trying to run the shuffle. And I'm not going to call any players' names. And it certainly wasn't Nordholz. Nordholz was all business all the time. But we're trying to run the shuffle. And I'm making a cut through the lane. And I'm getting hit in the face and grabbed in the arm. And, and a bunch of guys, they weren't taking it serious. They weren't trying to learn what they were supposed to do, how they were supposed to play this. They were just grabbing and holding and grab-assing. And, you know, I was getting beat up. So I finally had enough of it. I came out toward Now, this is in Foster Auditorium, Barry. Yeah. I came out, and, and, and your dad learned this from me. Later on, he did it at one of his places. But I punted that basketball all the way up to those glass panes in the ceiling. Yeah. Well, your dad snatched me up, took me over to the side, put me down on the bleachers. He said, you sit yourself down over here. You sit down until you can actually sit down right here. So anyway, now they got to go back to try to run the shuffle. 
and the only thing they could do was put this big old barrel-chested guy that weighed about 240 pounds, had a big, his name was Jim Shull. He was 6'7". Yeah, all about him. And Nordhoff's kind of made a game out of it. Let me see if I can steal it before he can bounce it one time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can catch it before the ball hits the floor. So they can't get anything done. Nothing gets done. So your dad, as much as he hates Auburn, (laughs) he came over and he says, you think you can get back out there and act right now? And I'm still mad. I look and I said, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He went crazy. And he stormed off. And anyway, a little while later, Coach Riley came over. He said, hey, I, I know you're mad. I know uh, we need you back out here on the floor. So I went back out here. But but your dad, now, he'll swear he didn't do it. But he threw me out of practice. Oh, no, I'm sure. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. <laughs> I've seen him punt well, a ball as well, so maybe you taught him how to punt a ball. I did. I taught him. I taught him that thing. You know, when all else fails, punt the basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, hey, good show. I'll get off. <laughs> thank you, Tim. All right, thanks. That was a good story there. Uh, yeah, Foster Auditorium. That was before. That was before Coleman Coliseum was even built, Joe. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't even alive then. Nineteen city, say sixty six. I got I got I was doing the show for Joe yesterday, and the phone my phone rang on my cell phone, and it it, it was it was Barry Switzer, and and when I told her it's Barry Switzer, they were they went crazy. Hunter loved it. Hunter said, "Oh, don't don't make Barry Switzer wait." Barry, did you ever throw you out of practice? I know you helped no, out. No, no, never, never threw me out of practice. Did you? Did Barry Switzer cuss at all yesterday? Did you? Did you talk to him? No, he just called me to tell me that he had been on a certain show of somebody who has never liked me. And when he got on that show, he said, "Huh, first time you've ever had me on. I've been on Wimp and Barry's show for years." <laughs> who was it? You know who it was. Starts, starts with a P. Oh. He said, I've been on Whip and Barry show. They all probably like, who? Who show? Who show? <laughs> Joe, we're, we're nationwide. Barry Switzer's talking about our show. <laughs> he we sure was. We, we installed the dump button just for just for Barry to come back home. Yeah, some guy, I guess somebody, one Jason boy was listening to it, too. I guess he heard him as well. So Already. I guess uh, Coach Switzer's uh, – Kind of missing us. Maybe we need to have coach. We need to have coach on. Hey, if Oklahoma, they're they're officially coming to the league in twenty twenty four. You know, we can have him on to give him props about Oklahoma beating us in basketball. I guess, or uh, ask about Jeff Levy. You know, I guess yeah. the coordinator search is all done. But it's always great to hear from Barry Switzer. Yeah, well, yeah. If you want to hear him cuss? All right, first in main condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath. Talked about him in the first hour. Uh, the washer and dryers included stainless steel appliances, all granite throughout uh, the kitchen there in the bathrooms. Internet and direct TV are provided. Right there is about a $250 savings per month, especially as many direct TV things as I got. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios, upper-level river views, easy access to the Riverwalk, gated property with security cameras. As I tell you, about Eh, two minutes to downtown, five to University of Alabama. Location, location, location. In the historic district of downtown Northport, 205-647-7465. Tell them you heard it from us. One month free rent. These things are about to fill up over there, so you want to get over there and get you one. 
FirstDomainCondos.com. You listen to Tide 100.9. This is the home of Alabama Sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. We're just one day away from Alabama baseball starting the 2023 season. Head coach Brad Bohannon met with the media earlier in the week, sharing his excitement for opening day. Well, we're all excited. You know, the dynamics of being a spring sport as we start training in August and we're together for six months before we ever play our first game. But, you know, I've said a lot of times this is a really mature group. We have a lot of kids that have been in the program for three or four years. And uh, a lot of our older and best players are kids that are the hardest workers and the, the most mature in the way that they practice and compete. So it, it's really been a, a low-maintenance preseason to this point, And uh, the kids have done a great job, and they're really excited to play on Friday. I'm very comfortable saying this is the the best team that we've had since I've been here. Um, what you don't know is how you compare to the Southeastern Conference until you get a few weeks into it. You know, some of the polls have, you know, seven SEC teams in the top ten. So uh, we have a good group. We've got experience and we've got some high end talent. Get a little more depth than we've had. I'll have more in a moment. At CBNS Bank, we've been into meeting the needs of our customers since 1906. Whether you're buying a home or auto or consolidating debt, CBNS Bank's personal loans are on point or setting new business goals. Our lineup of commercial loans can help you achieve them. At CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and even prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. All loans subject to credit approval, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Join us tonight for Alabama women's basketball against Vanderbilt at 6 p.m. at Coleman Coliseum with full radio coverage available across the network. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Keep your old phone and save with Straight Talk Wireless. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and KYOP kit. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Winning is in the air. Yeah, he's fine. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, uh, Dad had to jump off. Uh, he got a little appointment there, but uh, we'll get right up to the Alabama One Hotline and bring Don into the show. Good morning, Don. Hey, Barry, you you coaching the college level, so you can probably answer this question as well as your dad. Yeah. Um, when do they – how do they go about assigning officials to games like, say, last night? Uh, how You know, they assigned way, way in advance, or they assigned – you know, near the game, and you know how they go about assigning. Who does it? Who they assign? Well, during the regular season, like Tuscaloosa has its own set of officials, so they they go in and they there's a thing on Dragonfly where they. No, I'm talking about college games. Oh, college yeah. games. I'm sorry. Uh, they 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 have a director of, of officials. Uh, each conference does, uh, and they they go in and assign uh, these guys the games. So, so they they usually have it. Pretty much, uh, I, I believe, assigned out uh, from the non-conference. And once that's over, they'll sign it uh, for the season just so those guys can go ahead and get all their travel and all course set up. So it's a set deal. They already know uh, where they're going now. They are graded on their performance. And then, obviously, in the SEC tournament, 
only so many of them make it there and then they, they grade them on their performance there and they keep moving up, uh, in there and you'll see the top ones, uh, get a chance to call the championship game. And then when you get to the NCAA tournament, uh, these guys are, are rated and graded and they, they move along based on their, based on their quality. So you got a big game coming up. It's just luck of the draw. Whoever might have been assigned that game at the first. Yeah, and I think they, I think they probably, I would hope they look at it and say, okay, Alabama, Auburn are playing. I think they have a pretty good feel, you know, as to what type of game that's going to be, and so they got to have, you know, some veteran guys in games like that with those atmospheres. I would hope that they, they don't just randomly assign it. They look at it and they know. What you might run into in a game like that, you gotta have some strong officials when you, you know, when you're calling in games like you know rivalry games like that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking specifically last night. I never really heard any of those guys, and I follow SEC basketball pretty closely. Yeah, you know, I, I would have figured your dad last night somebody like Tony Green calling, or yeah, much as I don't like him, a Doug Shows or a, or is it Roger or Ayers or yeah. Know, I, I'm One not of the, even yeah, sure. I thought that had a good crew. Yeah, I'm not even sure what this is. They had uh, Courtney Green, Michael Roberts, and Steven Anderson. See, I don't, I'm like you. I don't know. A lot of the guys that were calling are still there, but a lot of them are new guys now. That uh, So I don't even know any of those guys. So I hear your point there. They they should have looked ahead and said, hey, this is going to be a, probably a pretty big game here. We need to have a, a pretty – Pretty big time crew on it. Uh, I'm not saying these guys aren't. I just don't know them. But uh, but I hear what you're saying for sure. All right, I just kind of want to get an answer back. Yep. I didn't really know. Yeah, thank thank you, thank you, Don. Uh, and you know, in the high school association, Joe, when they start the um, area tournaments, they take they bring officials from other areas to call into your area a tournament, so that you don't call this in which. I guess is good and bad. They're not used to your team. They're not used to calling how you play. Where the guys that call in your area have seen you several times there. So I don't know. And then when they get to the state tournaments, like the sub regional, you'll see guys that you've never seen. Um, and so, well, it sounds like you and I need to work something out to where I get on the officiating roster next year, so I can officiate some uh, some TA games and you know swap some swap some fouls around. Oh, I don't think that was on fifteen. I think it was on four. Uh, yeah, just so uh, you you walk me through the process of how I get certified to be an official. I'll be one of your two eighty eight, and I'll operate as your inside man to give the knights all kinds of all kinds of favorable treatment. Yeah, uh, and I, I think like I said, I bragged on the officials. Uh, to this year, I think the Tuscaloosa area has done a good job. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess when I get to these other games and I, and I, when I see, like when you're in college, you know, all the guys. So you kind of know when you see the three guys walk out, of course, you know it before you kind of know what's going to go on that night. Like some guys are, uh, sensitive. Some guys, uh, let you talk to them. You can cut up with them. Some guys call it tight. Some guys don't, but you kind of know. I don't like it when three guys walk out and you have no clue they, who they are and you don't know what do they let you get away with, not get away with. So those those things right there. Are, you a big time uh, talker with the officials? Uh, I try to talk to them some. Uh, I try to be nice before the game. I try to go into each game and say I'm not going to get mad, and I normally I end up getting mad. But uh, you know, it's. It's it's good. All right, let's go. Uh, 
my good friend Doug, who is an official, uh, I have a lot of respect uh, for Doug Simpson. He uh, does a quality job, and uh, so we're getting, he's calling in. We're going to get right to the Alabama One hotline and bring Doug in. Good morning, Doug. How are you, buddy? Hey, Barry. How you doing? Good. All right, help me here. So, because I'm new here to this AHSAA, has it always been like that? I just don't think you can play six classifications, 16 games in each. Do we have enough quality officials? I know you are an official, Doug, so I'm not asking you to be critical of anyone. Yeah. But, but is there yeah. enough quality there to cover all those games? Yeah, I, I think they're they're that they need to kind of spread it out a little bit. You yeah. know, just so I mean. You know, you got good good officials, quality officials, but yeah, like, like you said, I mean, it, it is tough to play on Monday and Tuesday and try to, you know, like you know, I had to go two two places on Monday and Tuesday. You know, I had to go out of my area, like you said. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, just you know, if you play on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you know, let wait till the next Monday to start the the region. I think that'd be a whole lot easier on it myself, anyway. Yeah. And how do you feel about going into Areas. I mean, I know you're a good official. You know how, what I think about you. And yeah, uh, but yeah. but you know, going to an area, going yeah, going into an area where you don't really know the teams, the style of play, uh, and that is that is that difficult or is that just something you have to it, do? Well, the, you know, it's something you just have to do. You know, the first you know the first couple of couple minutes of the game, you start to realize, hey, you know, hey, this is. This, this team is going to run an offense the whole time, and we're just going to sit here and watch them just play a little bit. You know, or, yeah. are you going to see if somebody's handsy a little bit, and you're like, "Hey, guys, hey, we got to watch that hand check, and let's make sure we 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 stay on top of that." You know, it's like I went to Haleyville a couple nights ago, and you know, it was you know they just ran an offense the whole time. It took us like an hour and five minutes to play the game. Yeah, you know, you got, and you have some teams that screen a lot, like I ball screen a lot. I know certain guys yeah, like, like like to call a lot of moving ball screens. I say, guys, you have to be set. <laughs> these guys are gonna, yeah. these guys are gonna get you. Uh, so teams yeah. that screen a lot are probably a little more difficult, maybe to officiate. I think teams that press a lot, uh, would you say those are hard to? to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are hard because you know you gotta, you know, if you're pressing, you gotta kind of keep two guys in the backcourt, you know, just to kind of. And make sure you know. I kind of one of my rule of thumbs, I guess, is you know if you've got four guys in the backcourt, you know that seat, that center official can kind of go on down because you know one official, their quality, they should be able to officiate four people when you got six down on the other end, you know. But uh, but you know pressing, you know, you when you press, you got to try to get those hand checks and those pushes early, and sometimes they'll back off of it. Yeah. You don't like coaches yeah. like me that cry a lot over there, do you? Oh, and yeah. I, I don't, you don't bother me at all. <laughs> you don't bother me at all because I can I can tune it out. Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing is like you know if you're a good official, you know you can you, know, you can tune out coaches and you know and but like I said, you know you can talk with them too. Uh, you know, I, I I had to go down to Montgomery and do the the AISA three A state championships, and you know I know both those coaches they. Yeah. Yeah, they talk the whole game, you know. Yeah, well, I know when you walk out of the locker room, I feel good. I I, I know it's going to be a, and I'm not just blowing smoke, but I know it's going to be a well called game. That's all I want. It's a well a guy that knows what he's doing, knows the rules, and he's not sensitive. Well, can I ask you about last yeah. night's game? Yeah, I mean, officiating, uh, you know, disagree or agree with calls, whatever. That's fine. Do you think it was consistently yeah. called last night? 
Doug Webb. Uh, the Alabama, I, it was. They were but, but to me. You, they were calling all over each other. <laughs> yeah, but you and Doug got Ala, your Alabama glasses on. You know, y'all can't y'all can't put oh, to the side. But still, but still, there 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 were a couple of there were a couple of things in that game last night. I think we lost Doug there. Right in front of it. Oh, there he goes. I mean, I mean the lead guy down there, and then Trail at half court yeah. called the foul, and I'm like, what, what are we doing here? You know, this guy's six feet away from him. Let him. Ah, Doug, if you're listening, call back. I wanted to hear. We lost. See if you can get him back there, Joe. Uh, I don't have his number. He's going to have to call No, I got his number, but. Um, don't put it on the air. No, no. 205 No. Do you think it was consistently called? Because, okay, you're going to get the Alabama fans who say, oh, that's a bad call, or that's a bad call. Okay, that's fine. But do you think it was consistent on both sides of the court? Yeah. yeah. Yes. What I think. Tennessee is a hard team to officiate because they're going to play so physical. You're not going to call a foul every. So, you know, there's certain uh, teams that are difficult uh, to officiate. So, Joe, I'm going to send you his number. You can see if you can get him. I know we're running out of time, though. But uh, but I'd like to have Doug back. Um, I just said it to you. I wanted to ask him about um, Bryce Young. Uh, Doug's always with Bryce Young. Always, uh, he protects Bryce Young <laughs> on the field. He he protects Br- Bryce Young better than the offensive line does, uh, Joe. So uh, anyway, not, not a high standard this year, Barry, <laughs> or the last two years. <laughs> anyway, Alabama One www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. You can plow right there on the website to become a member. They'll take great care of you. They do it for me. You're looking for. Uh, the car loan, the mortgage, the credit card, uh, then the Alabama one issue place. All right, Doug, real quick before you go, talk about how your experience with Alabama football, uh, protecting Bryce Young. Whenever <laughs> Bryce is walking off the field, Doug's always right behind his shoulder there. Just talk about what a, I guess what a fine young man he is, but just kind of your role there with helping Alabama football. Oh, we- well, he lost Doug. All right. All right. That's, well, maybe we'll get Doug back on tomorrow. Doug, let's get you back on tomorrow. We'll talk about that. All right. We got to get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris show. We appreciate all the calls, uh, this morning. Don't panic, guys. Alabama will be fine. Dad said 17 and one. I say 17 and one, probably more likely, maybe 16 and two, but they will still, uh, win the regular season. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.
listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.